Welcome to Small Town Big Stories, a program where we dive deep into the lives and experiences of our incredible residents. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and connected as we uncover the hidden gems that make this town shine. I am your host, Katherine Eves, and together, let's celebrate the stories that bring us closer. Welcome, Doug and Caroline Fox, to Small Town Big Stories. We are honored to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thanks for having us. This is quite an honor. Thank you. Were you guys born here? Where are you from? What's your story? No, I, I was not born here. I, I was born in Wichita Falls. Grew up my whole life pretty much in Archer City, Texas, until 1991 when I, I moved out here just day working. So that's kind of how I got here. So day working? What what kind of work was that? That's just cowboying. Uh, Ryan Wash called a friend of mine. That, that I knew, and, and Bobby had gone to school out here. Ryan needed some extra help, and so he called, and, and Bobby asked if he needed another hand, and that was me. Good. And, and so we came out here, going to help Ryan clean up a ranch for Harden Moore over at Toya for about, supposed to be about 30 days, went a little longer. Like I said, we, we were at Toya, actually, so about 30 days in, some of those guys that lived here in Alpine asked for a day off, to come pay some bills and do some things. So I rode along with them, came to Alpine. I'm like, man, this place is beautiful. Just loved it. And so uh, when that deal was kind of over with up at Toya, those guys said, you know, there's plenty of work around. So I went back home, got everything else I owned, and moved to Alpine. That's wonderful. Alpine has that effect on people. It's really <laughs> odd. It's kind of some kind of strange magnetism. And you said Archer City is where you grew up? Yes, ma'am. Okay, tell us, where is that? What? That is home of Larry McMurtry, um, ah. 25 miles south of uh, Wichita Falls. Sorry oh. about that. But, okay. Yep, 20 miles, 25 miles south of Wichita Falls, little spot in the road. Okay, all right, that sounds fun. All right, and Caroline? So, unlike Doug, I did not grow up in one little small hometown. Uh, I was a Navy brat, so I actually started out my life in Kansas City, Missouri, where I was born. My dad was uh, in dental school at that time. We went from to California, Georgia, Florida, um, all over. So I just moved around quite a bit. Okay. So I, didn't, I didn't have that small town connection, you know, like Doug has. Right. But so what brought you to Alpine? My parents had a ranch in Kent, Texas after 1986. It, it had divided. And so one of the stipulations was that everybody, all the family, had to move to that piece of property. And so uh, Bracho Cattle Company was what we inherited from that. In 1986, we came to Texas. I mean, we had come in a, you know, here and there with family and all of that, but not our own. So ended up in Kent, the big town in Kent, Texas. Eventually wound up in Alpine. Okay. All right. Good. So you are both teachers? We are both teachers now. Neither one of us started out in the teaching field, though. Actually, through through Cowboying, and, and I had several ranch jobs, and, and that's how Caroline and I kind of met. I had a couple of horse wrecks that would change the course of both of our lives. In 1998, I came back over here to Sol Ross. We were living in Valentine, working on a, on a ranch over there. I had had a, a couple of wrecks, and time to do something different. So I came over here to, to Sol Ross and met Carol Woodward. And she explained to me what it would take to get a, a teaching certification because I already had a bachelor's degree. I'd, I got that from Tarleton State University in 1990. 
so I started that course and, and working on my teaching certification. And Carol also said, well, while you're doing that, why don't you get a master's degree? So I said, okay. Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, I'm already here. So so I did that too and, and completed all of that in, in 2000 and, and started teaching ag and marfa in uh, the fall of 2000 taught there one year and then mr powell retired and, and got me the job here in alpine and i started here in the fall of 01 and been here ever since okay so you're still currently teaching yes ma'am okay good and caroline yeah so um interestingly back in the day he started out at texas tech and i started out in texas tech and somewhere in there we were there at the same time but we did not know each other at the time we've actually decided that we probably wouldn't have liked each other at that time okay. in our lives <laughs> uh but but so we were both there and then he went to tarleton i laid out for about 10 years and then i went back to sol ross and so that's when i decided i want to be a teacher for some reason all my friends at texas tech were all teachers that's what they were going for and i just you know i was doing ranch management and things like that because we had the ranch and i it just didn't quite work out that wasn't you know wasn't my passion right um didn't realize what it was at the time went back to sol ross and became a teacher and also worked on my master's okay, in education and so we've we've been doing that ever since i did uh i started out first and then after his horse wrecks, he decided maybe it's time to do something a little different. Right. And so it, it just worked out. And so we've kind of been partners in, in education since then. Okay, so let me back up just a little bit. How was it that you two met? So my parents had the ranch in Kent. I was good friends with Melissa Oliver at the time, Melissa Wash now, who was Ryan's girlfriend at the time. And so Melissa and I hung out, and Melissa said, hey, I've got this cute friend. Ryan has a cute friend. And I said, oh, okay, you know, whatever. And so, uh, and so he came over to the ranch, and I was like, well, I don't know. I'm not really sure about that. So anyway, <laughs> time went on, and, and uh, we started dating, and we'd go out with Ryan and Melissa. And, of course, I'd have to drive from Kent to Alpine, which is kind of a long way. So right, I would come right. over on the weekends and stuff. Yeah, it was, just, it was just kind of a fun story. And then we had his horse wreck, and then I ended up being Nurse Nancy to him at that time. How many years have you guys been married? Uh, we just, uh, September, no, August, last, it's 31 this 31. year. 31. Yes. Uh, September 12th, 1992. Our, our daughter got married Look last up, year in August, and it one. was uh, on our 30th. I know, I was oh, thinking 30. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. congratulations. I wanted to ask you some more about teaching, but first, didn't you have a unique experience with your master's program at Soil Ross? Didn't you get to do something kind of incredible? So um, I have a master's in education, and then I also was able to get a master's in history through a grant program here at Alpine ISD. When I taught middle school, I taught uh, middle school for eight years, and then I moved to the high school. So during that eight-year period, we were privileged to have a grant, two grants actually. The first grant, and I don't remember what the, the price or the cost was on that one, but it supplied it was through the Teaching American History grant. It was a federal grant, and we had the grant manager wrote the grant, received the grant, and it was for thousands of dollars for history teachers only to get things. You know, history's always been on the back burner, was at that time as well, and so this was to get supplies, you know, monitors, whatever. You know, we had so many supplies, it was wonderful. So we could really beef up the history department. So we did that in the district. Then the next grant that came out we applied for that one as well and it was an eight hundred thousand dollar grant and wow. it was for travel because as a history teacher if you can travel to where you're teaching about and teach your kids those things it's an amazing uh, amazing thing for them and so we did that for three years so each summer we would go and matt walter was our awesome 
guide, uh, Barbara Stukesbury, was our project manager. So we all went together. We had teachers from Fort Davis, Marfa, Presidio. Um, it was a great group. It was so fun. And we learned so much. And we'd say gone a week to 10 days each time and just travel and learn the culture, eat the food, learn all these history things. I came back with so many. If, you, if anyone has seen my classroom out there before, you'll know. It was a big museum, basically, just because I collected so many things. But it, to be able to teach students history and say, hey, I've been there, that, was, that became a big joke with my kids. You know, I'd say anything, and they'd say, have you been there? Have you been yes. there? And most of the time I'd say, yeah, I really That's have good. been there. Yeah. So it was, it was a really neat uh, experience. And so in that process, we also were able to acquire our master's in history. Okay, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's good. So, what, Doug, what do you teach at the school? I'm the ag teacher at the high school. Okay. I teach uh, the ag classes, um, FFA sponsor, do all kinds of FFA events, help with the stock show here in, in January. That's, that's mainly my, my duties. Okay, it's quite an undertaking. <laughs> <laughs> it can be at times. Right, right. And then, Caroline, you taught history, but now you're doing something a little different. Yes, you? I taught history for quite a few years, and I decided in 2020 um, to make a big jump and get into the administrative side at Alpine ISD. So I'm the special programs director there, and uh, I'm also his FFA sidekick. So I still do a lot of things with the kids with FFA and leadership teams and things like that. So okay. it's exciting. It's a, it's a, It was a really good move. I still miss teaching. I I'm always, I will always have a teacher passion, but it's also fun to be able to help the teachers on this side of True. things and the students. Right. You can make quite an impact mm -hmm. on the other side. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this message. Welcome back. So Caroline, during the break, you started to tell me a, an interesting story. Why don't you tell the folks out there all about it? Yeah, so when I was teaching middle school, there's a lot of opportunities as teachers to sign up for things. In fact, we have two teachers right now going to, to Europe to do a, a really cool trip. And so this was an opportunity that I signed up for. It was called the Presidential Academy. Never dreamed I would get it at all. You signed up, you had to write all your philosophy and all these things and what you believed in history and whatever. It was, a, it was two weeks of studying, basically, the founding documents, but it was going all over the East Coast and going to all these amazing places and only one person from every state was chosen. And so it was like being Miss Texas. So I, I got to be Miss Texas in history world. Good, and, yes. uh, and so we, it was just the neatest thing. I mean, we stayed at the Willard Intercontinental Hotel in D.C. I mean, wow. that's just a big deal. We, we met senators and congressmen and authors. And it's kind of, it was a highlight in my history career. Sounds like it. That, that yeah. would be incredible. Mm-hmm. And then, Doug, for the folks out there who aren't familiar with the FFA, can you tell us a little bit more about that? The FFA is a, a great student organization. It's one of the largest student-led organizations, yeah. along with 4-H. We have roughly 140,000 FFA members in the state of Texas. Lots of opportunities for students. We have speaking events uh, that kids learn public speaking skills. One of our contests actually is a, a radio broadcasting contest where they actually do a simulated radio broadcast. So uh, we have chapter conducting where they learn parliamentary procedure. We have judging contests where students learn a set of criteria on how to judge various things, whether it's livestock, horses, grasses, uh, things like that. And we also have our project show 
we we have livestock project. So we're we're not just it's not just all showing animals. Uh, there's a lot of other leadership opportunities in the FFA. We're actually leaving Monday morning early to go to Dallas for our FFA convention, where there will be about fifteen thousand FFA members. Wow! In attendance, <laughs> Dallas is one of the few places that has a convention hall large enough to accommodate our needs. So anyways, that's that's what FFA is about in a nutshell. It's, it's a lot about leadership. We have a lot of leadership opportunities for students, especially in the public speaking portion. And, and we actually have more kids in leadership than we do showing animals. Okay, that, so that's that is good actually to know. the smallest part of it. Yeah, because even as a, a teacher, for as long as I taught, I always thought that you had to raise an animal. So that's good to know yeah, that's a that big you can deal. be an FFA and not necessarily raise an animal. So I bet that did help with the livestock, Big Ben Livestock Show. Can you tell us something about that? Yeah, that's that's uh, one of the highlight of, of everyone here that, that does raise an animal and, and shows is they they show their, their animals here at the stock show. It is uh, a tri-county show, actually, with Presidio County and Jeff Davis and then Brewster County. It's here in Alpine. It's at the high school facility out by the bus barn across from the middle school. A lot of a lot of kids every year bring animals out. We it's a three day event, and and so that is kind of the highlight of the stock show kids' career raising their animals. Right, I bet that is. So. It's really a lot of fun. And Caroline, you said you were a sidekick uh, with the FFA. So what did you do to help? So um, with with FFA in particular with the school, I train teams. So I train the public relations team, the skills teams. There's quite a few different teams. So we do that in the fall. A little bit more difficult with my schedule not being on campus, but right. I love doing it, and it's so beneficial for the students to watch them grow and be able to become public speakers because that's one of the, you know, that we all know that's one of the most difficult things. Right. Uh, and they just never, most of them don't ever think they'll ever do it, and then by the time they're finished, they've really just blossomed and their accomplishments are amazing so I love that part of it um, so I help do that and then of course if he needs a, a goat shearer during any of those times <laughs> right. when we're getting ready I, I still have that skill that Good. I can pull out real quickly um, and of course I'm involved in the BBLSA as well I'm the social I don't know what you even call that committee chair committee chair I've been doing that for quite a while I tried to get rid of it for a while and you know what I got it right back so um, <laughs> I just keep doing it but it's fun as well I like to to see people enjoy themselves at the sale and there's just a lot of parts to it there you know I hope people come and enjoy it that's what that's what we're here for is to make sure they do that good good and is there a stock show memory that sticks out to you oh probably several of them one that really stands out, I hope we never have it again, was uh, <laughs> we have weigh-in on uh, Thursday afternoons in January of that week. And Thursday night, it snowed about 10 inches. So Friday morning, starting the show, it was uh, a little bit of a late start because some people had a hard time getting there right, with 10 imagine. inches of snow on the ground. So I don't remember exactly what year that was, but uh, that one really stands out as a, a nice, cool stock show. You know, everybody always says when it's stock show week, we're going to get some weather, and and usually we do. The last couple of years, we've been very lucky and had nice weather, so we're due another one. I just hope it's not ten inches. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. And Caroline, do you have any favorite memories from teaching? Favorite student? Anything so, well, of course, all my students are my favorite students. Of course, but uh, 
there there have been a couple. One of one of my and he really was one of my favorite students. Recently, he did see me and apologized, which was you know that happens a lot. Uh, if you've taught in Alpine since 2001, you've had I've had every student in in all of those years from 2001 to to 2020, and so that's a lot of kids. I actually had a Jack Russell who was a puppy when we first moved here, and I didn't have a yard, and so I said, "Hey, can I bring him to school?" And so the principal said, "Yes, as long as he's in your lesson plans." And I said, "Well, <laughs> I can do that." I was teaching sixth grade English at the okay. time. That was the very first year that I taught here. And so it's easy to write about a dog, and so I brought the dog and all that. Well, anyway, G.W. was his name, and he moved up. And those of you listening probably remember, some of you remember G.W. Um, he moved up to, with me to eighth grade. So he went to school for three years. He was quite educated, actually. Oh, I bet. I had one student who, you know, he, he actually was good. That was before we had the, the support dogs and all of the, the service animals. But it really worked. You know, you can tell that it works. I mean, kids would pet him, and they would calm down, and they loved him. But anyway, I looked over one day after I was teaching, and GW stayed behind my desk. He didn't come out and, and do anything during school. I made sure that he was not distra- distracting at all. But anyway, I looked over one day when he had been out, um, and he was a different color, and the student had colored him with highlighter. <laughs> and wow. so, yes, it was a wow. So <laughs> I have never forgotten that, and I actually saw the student, like I said recently. He was telling, he just said, I'm so sorry how I acted. And I said, well, do you remember the, the one thing you did? And his mom was standing right there, too, and she just couldn't. She was a teacher, a previous teacher, too. And she just, oh, I can't believe you did that. And I said, you know, it washed know. off. It was fine. You know, she didn't know because I could handle it just fine. I didn't call her or anything. But yes, it was. It was. That was a good uh, wake up call. That GW definitely need to stay behind the desk. Right. All the time. All the time. Exactly. So talking about young people and teaching, what do you think it would take to get our young people to remain in Alpine? So I think a large part of it is our students and our kids don't really know what we have here. You know, they grow up here, they take it for granted, they have they don't really understand the career and job part, I think. And so I think it's our job as educators to really make sure that that, that is available to them and, and to make connections for them. And so I think part of that is to get into reaching out to the community and to people, the employers, and really get them involved in with our students. And so uh, Alpine ISD is actually working on a program at this time with another group. It's already in place. We are rolling forward with it, and it is all about this. It's where people in the community, careers, jobs, they can actually get on. They have the platform for it. So say, Martin, you can tell what it's like to work at a radio station, what it's like to be a DJ. That's a career. So you'd make a, a short video, goes on the platform. Students can access it. They're, I've always wanted to be a DJ. So they access it. And they can see what it takes, and then they can also write to you, and you they can ask questions. And so it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually starting with our CNA program and getting, you know, we're start kind of starting with that just because that's one of our main focal points at this point, trying to get the medical field going here in Alpine. That's just, it, it is a program. A lot of you out there will be hearing me talk about it. We've been having meetings and getting Saul Ross on board and some other people. So it's just going to grow and grow and grow. Permian Basin's already set, so now we're, they're giving us a chance here in Alpine. And it's all about growing our own. That's great. Mm-hmm. I think that's really outstanding, exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Right. So what, what are some of the, let's go back to Alpine. So what are the favorite things that you have, events or uh, activities, things that go on here in Alpine. What are some things that stand out to you? To me, I mean, a, a list of things. The 4th of July celebration, that's always a great one. Of course, the stock show, we talked about that. That's a, 
a big community come together for the kids. The Big Bend Regional History Fair brings brings students in from, from all around. There were some kids from Marathon this year that made it to the national level. So, that's I mean, good. Uh, incredible. Um, the, the Mountain Christmas Festival, that's always a cool one to go to. Buy some Christmas presents there. Uh, the Big Bend Ranch Rodeo, the Sol Ross Rodeo, the X's. Uh, a lot of that's coming up right, you know, here pretty soon. Uh, Art Walk, Viva Big Ben. Uh, Alpine has a lot of cool opportunities for for various things, and and it's really neat of of what they they put together and offer people, and it draws people in from all over, not just over the state, but out of state people. So. It's a, it's a really great place. Right. Fiesta 1888 coming yes. up, too, I think, the first weekend in August. Yeah, it is. It's a it's a great place. And for you, Caroline? Well, he named them all. He named them all. <laughs> I'm he sure. did. He named a lot of he them, didn't he? named a lot, didn't That's he? for sure, um, yeah. No, I mean, they all are great. When we're here in town, we've gone a lot, but when we're here in town, we like to go and, and partake and support at all. Of course, I'm a big fan of the Big Bend Regional History Fair, so I have to plug it. Thanks, of Doug. Of course, yes. For throwing that in there, but... It, it's a, it is a great opportunity to bring um, the region together. Okay. And where do you guys see Alpine in the future, 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now? I, I see it continuing to thrive. I think, you know, we, we have ups and downs like every town, but um, we're continuing to thrive, hopefully getting some new families in. You know, it's hard. Cost of living's high, of course, but it is everywhere as well. So hopefully we can keep attracting with these cool things that we just talked about. And, you know, we have so much to offer here. So... I think we're just going to keep thriving, and uh, we have such a good close-knit community. I think that, you know, that helps bring people in. When they get here, they they want to stay a lot right. of the time. Right, I agree. That might be what the, the magnetic force field is. It's bringing people here to stay. So can you share a memorable or heartwarming story about a time when the people of Alpine came together with one another? Uh, yes, for me, September 8th, 2016. Okay. Um, that was was the day that that Alpine High School had their school shooting. I mean, it was a tremendous outpouring of support from the whole town, every law enforcement agency, first responders. They came to our our need, um, clergy of all denominations, and anybody that was available came came to the high school, came to help us out. I re- specifically remember we were we were in lockdown and and. Protocol for lockdown is that when somebody just hollers, hey, are you in there? You don't answer. And Patrick Carrillo came and got us out of the shop on that day and, and took us to safety. And so that's that's something I'll, just, I'll never forget. Yeah, that, that was a very tragic day. That's right. And then this, the town did come together and support Completely. one another. So that's Indeed. incredible. Okay. And what, about, do, what do you see for the future of Alpine? I see Alpine growing, prospering, but still maintaining our small town values. That's that's what I've noticed in the short time I've been here. Like I said, I only got here in 1991, and by by some standards of the old timers, I'm still relatively new here. Right. So, <laughs> so you know, I mean, I've I've only been here 32 years. So, <laughs> but but we still have that small town value. Right. Um, Everybody knows everyone. Everybody's here to help out. Just like on that day, any it's any other day, any anything. People are here to help their neighbor in need, and and so I think Alpine will still grow and move forward, but maintain those values. I hope. Right, right. Those are important values. 
Absolutely. Caroline, can you share a memorable or heartwarming story about a time when the people of Alpine came together with one another to help overcome some kind of challenge? So Doug's exactly right with what he said. I think one of the ones that stands out in my mind is the, are the fires of 2011. That, that was a really hard time around here. I know we were supposed to evacuate twice. You know, it was, it was a really hard time. People in Fort Davis suffered, and I think it just... Everyone came together and, and raised money and helped, and uh, it was it was just one of those really times when you feel like, wow, I'm really part of something. Everybody pitched in to help. Right. That's something that's unique, I think, mm-hmm. about Alpine. Yeah. Everybody has everybody's back, mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Well, thank you both for coming in and sharing your stories with us today. It has been an honor. And thank you, our listeners, for tur- tuning in to Small Town Big Stories. Small Town Big Stories has been brought to you by BBT, a local company you can count on. If there is a local resident of the Big Bend area that you would like for us to interview, drop me an email at ceves2017 at gmail.com. Over the next several months, we look forward to sharing the stories of our neighbors firsthand while getting to know them just a little bit better. Thank you again for listening, and we will be back in two weeks.